Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy. I'm really happy to have a dear friend and an amazing, uh, this is Margaret Mulcair McKenzie, and we'll talk a little bit about how we met and all of that. I just want to share with you that Margaret is a builder of friendships and communities, and this is a woman who is, I see Margaret as like a diving board, and she catapults other people <laughs> into all that she sees possible for them. Uh, Margaret, welcome. Thank you so much, Allie. This is exciting. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, So I'm going to a little bit, I met Margaret, for anyone who knows or doesn't know, now you will know, is, um, oh man, I was about, I don't know, a year or two into recovery from my brain injury, and a mutual friend, contact our friend Karen, contacted me and said, hey, did you know they're looking for someone to write a song about military family life? Would you do that? And I thought, okay, I could try. And at that time, (laughs) I didn't even think I could, but it took me about 15 minutes to write the song. I started to just play it in my mind. What does it look like? What does military family life look like? Sent it off. Um, You invited me to be part of the international Kaylee that you did, which was so much fun. And I met so many beautiful people through that. And the rest is history as we know it. So that is one of the many things that you do. So I am going to turn this over to you and say, my friend, let's chat about you and building communities and choosing joy and all the things that make you remarkably you. (laughs) Well, before we get into that, um, that's a great story about how we met. It's so accurate. And the thing that people might not know is that it was interactive online, Kaylee, way before COVID. Right. Yes. So we were well advanced. And when we first started to, when, when, when I first brought up the idea to have this Kaylee, so we can bring people together with reference to a defense community, they said, what do you mean? How can we do it online? It's not possible. (laughs) Look at us now. Yes. It's all anybody does. And I know when I tried to explain it to people, when it was happening, they were like, what? You're going to do what? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I'm just following her. She seems to know what she's doing. (laughs) Yeah. That was a fabulous, fabulous uh, session where we had, I think six different presenters and they were, they were sharing um, how music helped them with PTSD and how music helped them get over music and art helped them get over different uh, trials and tribulations they had in their life. And it was came together so beautifully. It was lots of fun. I was so glad you were part of it. Oh, I was so honored and thrilled to be. And I was, of course, in those days, it was really early on. So I didn't 
I didn't really know if I'd be able to function, but you were so kind. I don't remember much, but you know, I remember how I feel about things, right? And I just recall um, when I would have my stop moments, which I still have, but not so much. You just, I just remember how really nicely you covered me. That you you had you had my back, you covered me, and you made it all so easy. Now there was people on that one. There was people. You were in Germany. You were living in Germany at the time, right? And I know that there was, and I'm in Victoria, and there was someone. I want to say Colorado or something yep. like there was. So it was multinational. It was international. There was people from all over the world, and like you said, we weren't doing that then. That's right. It was something new. <laughs> Yeah, that was wonderful. It's so interesting when you say, um, you know, uh, my mom had had Alzheimer's before she died. So she Mm. her brain was was leaving. And I always said to her when she was of sound mind, I said, your mind is going to be going, but try to remember how love makes you feel. You may not remember words. You may not remember what happened, what you ate for lunch, but try to remember that feeling of love and being taken care of. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And so that's so important in life for anybody dealing with these kind of things. It is. My mom had dementia. My mom had uh, vascular dementia. And I remember, I remember very many things and I remember my mom telling me, um, I I just can't remember. It was getting scary at that point because she still had enough memory that losing it was scary. Now, when sadly or a a blessing that when a person, if they reach the point that they don't remember much, they're not as frightened often anymore. And I just remember my mom saying that I don't remember anything. And I just said, it's okay, mom, I'll remember for you. I remember enough for both of us. So, yeah. Wow. So I am, I have to add now, you had said something that I have never heard of before. Now, I can I may I name it? Is that all right? I, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> is it a big surprise you're going to spring on us, and I'm going to blow it? I don't want to do that. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I must know <clears throat> what is a seven second sound bite. So you know what? Okay, first off, I have to say I don't have any acronyms after my name. I don't have any big titles. <laughs> And so this is something that we call it in our family, and it may have a different, totally different connotation when you look it up online. I don't know. But in our house, a seven-second soundbite is when you've taken the time to notice. So you're not on your phone. You're just noticing the world around you. And all of a sudden, you see somebody that you want to build a connection with. Have a seven-second conversation. A hello a smile. Wow, your eyes are gorgeous today. These kind of things where if you really notice the person on the other end of that seven second soundbite just blossoms and it's beautiful to see. It's one of my favorite things about life. And we call them seven second soundbites because it doesn't take long. You have to be noticing, but it, it brings so much joy and confidence in people. Um, one time I was outside in my garden. And do you have time for the story? By the way? Oh, and that's what we're here for. We are okay. here for your stories. Oh, my gosh. I have, I have, I, the internet is uh, on hold today for Margaret. No, I, this is what we want. We want these stories. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. So I, I was in my garden and I see this woman walking by my house 
and she has this two big heavy bags and her head is way over and she's tired. You can tell she's tired. She's had a really long day with these two big heavy bags and she's trudging along with these bags. And I thought to myself, Hmm. And then a light bulb showed and I thought I'm going in the garage because I have one of those rolly market bags. Oh my gosh. So I run into the garage like a crazy woman. I try to get it off the hook. It was quite up high, so I had to get a stool. I got it off the hook, and by that time, she was all the way down the block. So I grab this rolly market bag, and I start running, and I lose a shoe, and then I lose a second <laughs> shoe, and I'm running barefoot to go catch her. <laughs> and I knock her on the back of her. I just tap her on the back of her shoulder, and I say, excuse me. And she looks at me as if I have three heads and she says, yes, no feet, no shoes. Don't forget. And a, and a market bag. And I said, this is a gift for you. And she says, what do you mean? <laughs> and I said, no, this is a gift for you. I see that your bags are heavy. Look, you can put your bags inside of it. And I showed her how to use it and then you can roll it. It will make your life easier. And she said, where do you live? So I can give it back. I said, no, it's a gift. It's yours enjoy. She started to cry. Oh, she started to cry because she was bringing groceries to her friend who whose father just died. And to have that seven second soundbite, I'm going to cry. It's beautiful. I really, am too. You know, she was just so touched. And the very next day she found out where I lived because she saw me gardening. And she brought me a beautiful beaded necklace that she had made. She said, you have no idea how much you you changed my life. I didn't think anybody was watching. I didn't think anybody was caring. So noticing is so important. I I know, right? I I love that. And that, see that when I'm talking about you are, in my eyes, you are a diving board that springs people into all that they could be (laughs) without any shoes on (laughs) without any shoes on because that's just that's who you are and 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 it's 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 interesting when we sometimes start by you know um I don't uh, what it was that I don't have the letters after my name or something and and it just it so doesn't matter because like you said if we can just look up from our phones just for a minute and look at the beauty that is around us and imagine how much First of all, um, how physically you changed her life that day. She was probably in pain carrying those heavy bags. And then emotionally in her spirit, how that must have touched her spirit that you came and you you noticed. Seven yeah. second soundbite. I love that. We, we have a similar thing that we do where we try to... Um, as much as possible, do secret blessings, but it's ah. it's all in this. It's in the same family, right? Just just notice and notice that people are be joyful with them when they're joyful, and walk with them and stand with them when they're not, and offer the basket. Oh, I oh, I just <laughs> love you. See this is this. As many stories like that as you have, I could sit here and just listen all day because (laughs) because that's where we need to be, right? We there is no end to the stories that are hard. Yes, and when we can just taste and see that it is good, if we can just see for a moment 
that there are still people who run barefoot like a crazy three-headed <laughs> woman <laughs> to bring someone a basket on wheels. Oh, thank you for being so beautifully you. You're welcome. So one of the other things that I think about when I saw your podcast, so Joy, is listening. So active listening. So again, so you're watching and you're actively listening. And the example I wanted to share about this, Allie, was was I was in the grocery store and somebody was yelling at the uh, the clerk who was putting the groceries through. Oh, this should be blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it was yelling about. And then there was another person after who was just like, you know, in their phone, doing their thing, going through. And the whole time I was watching the face of the cashier, mm. I thought, oh, and, and with each time somebody was yelling at, at them, they were kind of getting more and more smaller. Yeah. So I came up to her and I said, life is hard, isn't it? And she said, yes. And then I said, she was quite young. I said, so it's summertime. What are you going to be doing for the summer? And she beamed because she'd been saving for two years. Her and her brothers were going to Europe. And she was so excited to share this that she'd forgotten about all the nonsense and the noise that was the customers beforehand. And she just lit up. And shared her story of, you know, how she was saving money and working extra hours and trying to, to, for this big trip that she was get, getting to do with her older brothers. Yes. Oh, I you love know? that. So, that is so beautiful. That's when you take the time to listen to their story and ask them the questions. Yeah. That's wonderful. And, and I think because of how I know you, you are a person. Well, we're sisters from other misters. I, I, lo- I, I love connection and I love community. And I, and it's, it only, you know, it comes one coffee at a time. It comes, you know, one teardrop at a time. It comes uh, one helping somebody move at a time. It just, it just comes by making ourselves like you're saying, like listening, head up from the phone and just paying attention yeah. because there are, like you said, there's people going on. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's <laughs> it's so beautiful. And, and it's true that people um, our society doesn't lend itself to that anymore. Yes. And it's such a shame because we need people. We need that touch. We need that communication. I really believe we do. When, you're, when you're building community, so I don't know if you mentioned in the beginning, I'm a Canadian Armed Forces spouse with about 34 years of experience, 14 postings and over 200 weeks of family separation. So, wow. so I get it. And, and one thing that I found with each of our 14 postings is that you can be miserable anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's really a choice to find joy in each of the different places that you're at. Right. And so I don't know if you can see behind me, there's this beautiful quilt. Oh, it's gorgeous. So our very first posting, um, and that's going to be the picture I think that we're going to put on the, on the site with me. But the very first posting was in Trenton, Ontario. We were there for five years. It was fabulous. Um, but it's the kind of posting where I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I brought muffins to my neighbor to say, hi, uh, welcome me to the neighborhood (laughs) because 
who else is going to do it, right? This is long before social media. So I would bring stuff to the neighbors and just build a connection that way. And we had, uh, I organized like community barbecues where we had the fire truck come to our backyard and there was karaoke and we had all kinds of games and, and really getting all the families in those PNQ patch together to celebrate community. And wow. after, after those times, if there was ever an illness, I had broken my neck at the point uh, during that year. Oh. And I had so many people come and bring me meals and, and support and look after my kids if, they, if I needed any help. But that was because we built the community. So in order to be resourceful, you have to build that community. You have to start by bringing muffins to your neighbor when, you're, when your moving truck comes, you know? Yes, yes. Say hello and then build that from there. And then you'll always have a community. And that is so important. So back to the quilt. Yes. When we left Trenton, there were 25 families that um, decided to each make a quilt a piece of a quilt. And my girlfriend, who was also one of those groups, her name was Jillian, and she was a quilter. And she said she would like me anyways, even if I wasn't a quilter. But I digress. <laughs> so she coordinated this beautiful quilt, and every family did what was to their heart. There was some from church. There was some from book club. There was some from uh, mess life. There was some from the community. And each, each picture is something different that means something special. What's also very cool about this community quilt is that on the back of it are handprints of children and dog prints and all the signatures of the whole community. I don't know if you can see that. I, I can. It's and so, so this is, if, if we're ever in a fire, this is what we're taking with us. Right. This yes. is the one thing we're going to take because it's it's all about joy. It's all about community. It's all about building resilience. Yes. Right? We need and we need each of these people. It's so beautiful. I love it. And I love what you're when you I I, will, I mean for I I could go on forever about quilts. So quilts <laughs> I love that I love that these people did something with their hands and they made something. I mean, there's nothing for me anyways, nothing matters to me more than something that someone made, uh, whether it's a quilt, a poem, a muffin, it's something that <laughs> someone put their time yes. into and they, and they did that. So those, those things are, are treasured gifts. A quilt is lovely because it's a covering. And, and, and that's what came to mind to me when they left you or when you were posted away they covered you. And I, and that's how I see that when I see a quilt, it's that someone has chosen to cover me. And those 25 families sent you off with a covering. And I, and I just love that. I was going to say too, for anyone who's listening, um, you had mentioned a PMQ patch. And so for those who might not know what that is, that's um, PMQ stands for personal or private married quarters. And so that's when you see a bunch of military houses together, that's a PMQ patch. Now, you know, yeah. now you know, <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> the, the other thing that I wanted to share about building community alley is 
as I said, we can be miserable anywhere. We choose joy. Yes. So changing your perspective is so important, you know, Mm. and this is something I learned after years and years and years of counseling and, and working with a wonderful coach. Her name is Anne Vautour. And she would say to me, what if up? What if up? What if up? What if up? So she would, you know, I would say, oh, what if the interview uh, flub it? What if I say the wrong thing? What if all these negative things would come up? And she said, let's try something. (laughs) Do love her. She was really good. I said, she said, let's try what if up. I said, what is that? She says, what if when you get UAC interview? What if when you meet the people, you actually teach them something and they're so impressed they want to hire you right on the spot? What if up? <laughs> so, so that's beautiful. That's such a great. So I try to remember that when I'm, when I'm down in the dumps and I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, what if, what if somebody hates me or what if this or what if that, because yes. I do have anxiety and that's, that's all part of it. You know, you, you get in your head. But then I remember what Anne Vautour tells me as a coach. And she said, you know, what if up? And it's so true. We're so hard on ourselves. Why not what if up more? I think oh. what if up more would bring more joy. Oh, what if up? I love that. <laughs> this is an excellent place. I'm looking at our time. If With your permission, I think this is an excellent spot to what if up um, and we will need definitely a part two, if that's all right with you, if you have space and time for that. I absolutely have space and time for you anytime. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is very exciting. All right. Well, for now then, um, I'm going to say tune in next week as well, because the fabulous Margaret Mulcair McKenzie is going to be back <laughs> for a part two, because there is so much. Uh, you are joy. You really are. And, and thank you so much for being here. So this is Allie. Find your joy. Thank you so much for being a part of this today. And remember to find your joy and do know that you are loved. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Bye.